well, you know, on the other team, they structure it like blah, 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 blah. So maybe you should blah, 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 blah. Consider this your fair warning. We talk fast, we move fast, we swear fast. So if you're listening at 2 speed, you may miss some content, but you also miss the F-bombs. You're welcome. Hi, I'm Vanessa. And I'm Holland. You're listening to Ask Your Workwife, where every week we answer your questions about how to get more out of corporate America. Hey, Workwives. My name is Terry. I'm in a bind. I'm the executive admin for an organization. And as such, I can see a bit of everything that goes on with the teams who report to my executive. All teams know they can rely on me to fill in gaps or help things along when they're in a bind. But there's a couple of teams that, I swear, work just stops when one of their team members is out of town. Just last week, I found myself presenting for one of these teams to my executive which is not my job whatsoever. Even she was confused as to why I was running this presentation. We had a brief conversation about it, but my executive is a busy woman, and I really don't want to burden her with solving this problem for me. Frankly, it's not a problem I should be solving, but I want to help my coworkers any way I can. I just don't know how, and I've not really worked in a position like this before. My entire career has been in the admin space. Any ideas what's happening with these couple of teams who just don't seem to have it together? Terry, this is a solid question. And we're going to start at the top <laughs> with some, some really solid advice I was given very early in my career. When I was looking at a team and like how a team functions mm. and like whether it's functioning well or not. It's, it's almost like a health, like a team health litmus test, right? Love it. Right. And the first, the first part of this test, you will adore Holland. <laughs> if a person goes on vacation and work happens better without them, they should be fired immediately. <laughs> if someone didn't come immediately to mind, Terry, um, uh-huh. I know it did for me. <laughs> the second part of this is if a person goes on vacation and work stops altogether, they need a backfill. Like there's one person who's the single knowledge holder of right. everything and, and them not being there is stopping work. That's a non-sustainable model. That is a pro like if heaven help, if they get hit by a car tomorrow, your entire business goes down. That's not safe for anyone. Right. Mm-hmm. Which sounds like is what's happening at your yeah, office. That's, right? that's what's happening with Terry. The last part is a little bit like a little bit like Goldilocks at this point. Like if somebody goes on vacation and work is like mildly uncomfortable, but mostly it's getting done. Like, there's enough knowledge holders for things to keep going. There's enough hands for things to keep moving along. But like work has not stopped. It's also not gotten infinitely better <laughs> when this person. Right, right, building, right. I like that mildly uncomfortable thing. Yeah. That mildly uncomfortable moment. I'm glad it's your favorite, Holland. That tells you if you have the right amount of workload, bandwidth, et cetera. It's, it's, it's a little bit like the porridge is neither too hot nor too cold. It's just right. right? <laughs> the bed is neither too hard nor too soft. <laughs> it's it's just middle. right. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe we start calling this a Goldilocks test. I like it. Okay. I like it a lot. Well, I'm going to go buy the domain. And I guess after I do that, we can come back and talk about the rest of this. <laughs> if you want bite-sized information on how to get more out of your daily corporate grind, follow us on Instagram at Ask Your Work Terry, we have seen this happen, just like you. You're watching it unfold. We've seen this happen 
frankly, I grabbed the popcorn. I'm like, let's go. <laughs> you have so much fun with this. I really, that's why I'm like, maybe I should have just been an exec admin. Like I really, I've applied for jobs like that so many times. Just I'm like, so you can watch. Yes. Oh God. Could you imagine me with total access to somebody's calendar and like a gatekeeper to somebody of an authority? Like too much authority. Like there's a reason God has not given me this job I yet because like I would just, it would not be a Goldilocks it. situation. Yeah, no. Despite the fact that you have not been in this position, I feel like you've seen this happen around you regardless. 100%. Cause I'm just an observant nosy Gemini motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you are. <laughs> okay. So I know you've seen this. So talk to us about the, the worst and the best. Oh God. The worst. Oh, the worst was so good. <laughs> <laughs> was it so i was on this team <laughs> there i was <laughs> and this person on our team who's who's like a major executor like he was in an execution role okay. and like kind of pivotal to our work product he decided to be out for the last eight weeks of the year like took a vacation like last week in october and then like quote unquote was sick mm. for a couple weeks in there that happened to be like the two days leading up to Thanksgiving, right? See and then it was like episode 105 about Q4. Right, exactly, exactly. Like, no. And, and the times that he was in the office, he just was like so irritating and like only worked on the things he wanted to work on. I think only actually worked from 11 to 3, frankly. And like, would just like either take elongated smoke breaks. I'm like, do I need to take up smoking so I can only work for hours a day? Yes, please. Like, you know what I mean? Like, sure. I'll donate along to that. It's a protective, right? I guess. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's America. So, and then, and then like his, he was never good in meetings. He was never collaborative. Like, mm-hmm. like we had entire workflows that worked around him because it was so fucking bombastic or like, if he could, if he heard us like laughing and talking and have a good time in the bullpen, he would come out of his cave or, oh. and like just either join in and like interrupt it or like try to tell us to go back to work or he would just turn up the volume in his office. Whoa. Yeah. And so you're just like, why is it suddenly louder out of that particular office? That's because he was like being so fucking passive aggressive about like, I'm not part of this conversation. Oh, it was such a pain in the ass. And like, he's, he's unfortunately pretty good at his job. <laughs> Okay. Damn it. I know. I like, if you're going to be a diva, you have to be good. This is my only rule. But like, so all of us were like a little stressed about like, oh, he's taking a bunch of vacation and we kind of like at the end of the year when we need to be shipping things. He's an executor. Yeah. And you need like, him. So like the day he got out the door, I was like, okay, I need to know how bad it is. Right. Cause like assess I, the situation. Yeah. I have some sense of where he's at in projects, but he also, because of his attitude, he was never going to take oversight. He was never going to take feedback. So like his work is a little bit of a dark hole until it's delivered to me. Right. So I had some sense. I was like, I need to know really on the ground, like what is the deal? So I went to another team member of ours and was just like, can you get into these projects and tell me exactly where they're at? So I can have a true assessment of how much work there is to be done. Totally. So he did that for me and it was awesome. So then I had like a real sense of it. And for the first like week factoring that into our project management, it was, it was a stretch. It was like, there's a lot going on here because his projects were not quite where he led me to believe they might be. So like getting that together was kind of stressful for like a week or two. Right. But then after that smooth fucking sailing, it was so beautiful. You could finally see like people that like our coworkers of his on that execution team, finally be able to like talk to each other and like, and like provide feedback on each other's work and like have real collaborative conversations and like, Hey, like I'd like your, your input on this, blah, 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 blah. Instead of like, with that other person around like it's a black hole. Yeah. Anytime you'd ask for that, he would come in and just tell you it was shit and then leave uh-huh. rather than give constructive creative feedback. Right. right. So like, man, it was wild, like wild to see like, 
all these little workarounds we had to, to cut him out of things were suddenly no longer necessary, which meant we could all work faster. So like not only was um, the work better, we got through it faster. So this, this like, this like backlog of this massive mountain I thought it was going to take forever to ship wasn't a problem because we didn't have to take the extra legwork of like, how do we cut this working person around this out? person? Yeah. Totally. Oh, I hate this. Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay. The TLDR is and he quit in a blaze of glory and it was awesome. And now our lives are infinitely better. So he took care of the problem. We're doing fine. <laughs> he took care of the problem himself. He self-destructed. It was great. <laughs> so on, on the flip side of that, like <laughs> I, I think my favorite team who like really demonstrated this, like when a person's out of town is only mildly uncomfortable was a team of five of us who are running what became a 60 to $80 million beauty brand. Wow. Yeah. Five of us. I'm right? appalled on multiple friends. <laughs> Congratulations to you. Yeah. And like every single one of us knew exactly what our swim lane was. And what I mean by that is like exactly where our authority was and where it wasn't. Mm-hmm. And, and then how those swim lanes connected and when they were supposed to connect. So like, I knew that I was first, I was leader in XYZ task and my coworker was leader in ABC task, Mm -hmm. but I also knew that she could like be my backfill. So, so for example, let me just give you this example because it's a little bit convoluted and I wish we had a visual here, (laughs) frankly. Um, So like Emily was head of product development and she knew exactly that like from ideation of like from understanding the market to like anticipating our buyer's needs to getting the idea for the product together and like then handholding it through all of the stage gates of product development, which yeah. is like R and D packaging, blah, blah, blah. Like even the graphic design on the packaging through the product shoot. Okay. That uh-huh. was hers. Right. Mm-hmm. I was Marcom and social. So like from once she had photos in hand of the new product, she had nothing else to do with it. It was mine. She handed mm. it to me and she said, here's the brief. Here's what's interesting about this product. Here's the cool stuff about it. Here's the brand approved photos. Right? Product photography. Yep, product photography. Mm-hmm. I was like, cool as. What'd you just say? <laughs> cool as. That's what they say. They add as to everything in New Zealand. I didn't realize I need to go to New Zealand so badly, apparently. But like, so that that was where her job ended and mine began. So then I would take that into like a whole Marcom strategy. Okay, how are we going to launch this? How are we going to talk about it? What influencers do I need? Like what other photography do I need? What seasonal promotions do I need to put it into? Like what kind of cross-functional promotions am I going to put it into, right? And then I would do photo shoots and video shoots for that, Okay. Yeah. right? So like you'd think there would be conflict because we're both working with the creative team. We're both working with photo. We're both working with video, whatever, whatever. But like she understood where her She was only asking stopped. for product photography you were asking for social and markham yeah exactly assets yeah specific application of that photo like what is the messaging on that photo Mm -hmm. that we're going to put out in the world Mm -hmm. right so that's that's one element hannah was in charge of like educating the sales team Mm. right which also had some similar elements to markham Mm -hmm. but our sales team was like a whole different audience yeah different audience so she and i would like co-create things together or like she like she would create things and then she'd like hand it to me and she's like hey if you strip out this this and this it's good for public consumption. Mm-hmm. I would come from social and say like, Hey, social is demanding this, this, and this. Is it something that you can use for the sales team as well? Right. She's like, Oh my gosh, I would love that. Right. We developed like a, a whole shade matching tool just for that because it came from social to educating the sales team and back. Right. Like it was incredible. It's like she and I probably worked the best together and like had the most like overlap in our swim lanes. Lots of collaboration, but you had the power to make decisions about this audience. Yes. She had the power to make decisions about that audience. And that's never yes. something that you would cross 
decision make for. No, right? exactly. Yeah. And like James was the head of this team. He had like the overarching vision, the overarching strategy. He, his job was to champion us internally and make sure that like we had the best mark on placements. We had the top, like the top R and D guys working on our team. We had like, you know what I mean? Like it was his job to like make sure the C-suite understood what we were doing. Cause like beauty within this company was kind of like, the like everybody's least favorite side project. Kind of thing. Oh, it, was, no. it was never the, the marquee product, but like our job was to turn into, we were like, we're going to win. <laughs> Good job. Right. And then the fifth member of our team was Kendall. And she like, she's our admin and she just took care of all the paperwork. She kept tra- track of all the ops deadlines and like got it together. She also like would go over and above by like teaching herself like financial pivot tables. Cause our financial cross functional partners were like shit. And so she's just like, hi, I'm going to learn how to do this. So I had finance coming to me for forecasts. I was like, <laughs> come through Kendall. I know. I was like, she was the best. Um, but like, so that's how we worked with each other. But also we understood when we could fill in for each other. Right. Mm. So what you're telling me is like, you have very, you had very, you had high levels of clarity about what was and wasn't your responsibility. Mm-hmm. And in addition to that, you knew where if one of you was out, you could second. Yes, exactly. Oof. Right. Okay. This I is- know. <laughs> It didn't sound that convoluted, but I think it just like became convoluted. But, yeah. but what I'm, what you're saying is that it was very clear. Yes. It was so clear. And like, so, so when I needed approval for anything Marcom, I would go to James, right? He's the holder of the brand. He's the VP. He's, he's the person that I can go to. If he's out of town, Emily had the ability to give me that approval because she is the one who approved all of the product photography, like the brand product photography for every product. Oh, so she had a sensibility about right. like, this is on and this is off brand. Right. right? And okay. she had to get that approval from James as well. So like, if I needed something from Marcom, I could go to Emily and say like, Hey, can you just give me a once over on this? Emily right. was James's second. Totally. Right. Now there were some times where James would say, Hey, the approvals for this social plan are coming up before the C-suite. I'm going to be out of town on my anniversary. If you have questions, please text me. I will get back to you. Because, I see. because there was no one else who could be his second on social, mm-hmm. right? Now, if like I was out of town and anybody had questions about Marcom, in some arenas, Hannah can be your second on that okay. because we work so closely together, right? Sure. Like it was basically like, oh, let's tweak this a little bit for the public and let's tweak this a little bit for the sales team. There were some aspects of social that James said, nope, absolutely. It has to come to me always. Mm-hmm. So like if you're out of town, it needs to come to me. And, and then like, as, as the last member of our team, like if Kendall was out of town, every single one of us knew like, okay, we need to schedule some extra time in our schedules <laughs> yeah. to make sure that we are handholding our own paperwork. Right. Totally. And she was so excellent about like telling us like three to four weeks in advance, hi, I'm going to be out of town this week. These oh, are the things that are due. Kendall. I need you to do this, this, and this. And she'd send mm. us links. I was like, God bless you. Beautiful. So when the ops team was like, where's my receipts? I was like, you got them, bitch. Yeah. Like check your inbox like, three weeks ago. <laughs> right. So like, that was such an, a wonderful example to me of like how a really tight team with very clear swim lanes and very clear like backfill was just able to keep operating. And let me tell you, we launched 400 products at the height of COVID. In beauty. Wow. Yeah. On tight timelines to begin with. Like normally one product in a speed to market situation is looking at two years. We did 400 products in 18 months from concept to public consumption. Okay, Emily, Hannah, James, and Kendall. We crushed it. Like it was, it was amazing, but it was only because like, because of that clarity. Yeah. James had like such clear roles and responsibilities and understanding for us. Right. (sighs) It was so beautiful. Like, so I just sit there and like, watch, watch this, like this, like executor on my, my other team who just like, he's out the door for literally two months and work goes better. I'm like, yeah, because he was stopping communication. He was, he was, 
interrupting this this swim lane. He wasn't agreeing to a swim lane. He didn't understand where his authority was. No one would check him on on where he thought his authority was, right? Like he used to call himself the head of the department. I'm like, you're super not. <laughs> you know <what> I mean? <laughs> like, everyone knows it except you. You know what mm. I mean? Like that that's uh, that's that's my favorite, like if I were to put these on a spectrum, like from the James team to <laughs> the eight weeks out of towner. We like the James team. We like the James team. So Terry, I tell you <laughs> these really big stories somewhat <laughs> convoluted to just illustrate this point that like every single one of the teams that you're watching has some kind of internal communication that's either working or not working. Mm. And like y- you can see the result of it. If work stops because someone's out of town, there's no internal communication happening. If work continues, but it's not fantastic. Like it's not fantastic. It's like mildly uncomfortable. You're probably looking at a just right team. Great. If work goes exponentially better when someone's out of town, <laughs> you know who the problem child is right? <laughs> and you're wasting money. Exactly. Right. <laughs> that may be feedback that you can give your executive. Quick, quick. Win like, on so that. I've noticed. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Uh-huh. So, so like as much as I love, and we're now going to call it this, the Goldilocks test for like hiring and firing. It also gives really clear insight into like just how teams function. So what you're observing is like functional versus dysfunctional teams within your execs, you know, kind of admin purview group. So Vanessa, me, Terry, you, what are we going to do about this? Terry, maybe where you can step in as, as an exec admin, like can, can be, I don't know, maybe like fake a project where you're like, Hey, I'm just trying to like make sure our internal documentation is up to speed. Like basically like outline for me what your work stream is, right? Yeah. What's the SOP? Exactly. Like what, like we're just updating SOPs, kind of like my annual, you know, spring cleaning, whatever the thing is. And, and force like, them to have the conversations about who yeah. does what, because, because you're going to come across that team where work stops. I guarantee you're going to get met with like dough in the headlights look like, well, I don't know. Mm. Uh huh. Well, I don't know about this. And then you say things like, well, you know, on the other team, they structure it like blah, 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 blah. <laughs> so maybe you should blah, 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 blah. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like that, that could help. And like, it's almost, especially where you're in a position of being an admin, it's almost a two pronged approach. You want to see this idea on the ground, how their work could be better by helping them observe the other teams and how their seemingly cross-functional teams or partner teams like are working better. Right. <laughs> and they want that. Right. Yeah. So they're going to bubble that up to their manager at the same time that you're coming from the manager and be like, hi, but tell me how the fuck your team works together. Cause it's not. <laughs> and I need an outline yeah, and I need and it like, in three weeks. And I do not want to present for you again. Cause that's weird for me. Also, <laughs> I'm going to invoice your team now for my time. <laughs> Jeez. It's an internal bill. We love it. <laughs> yeah. Just send it to accounts payable. We'll see what happens. That's what I say. <laughs> you never know. So that like, that may be the most actionable thing for you is like, find a, a way to like document. Like I love the documentation. Yeah. Like, okay, let's Cause it forces them to think about it. Yeah. Yeah. And when you see it in black and white in front of you, where you're like, oh, this is a convoluted clusterfuck. Noted. We need to do something about it. Well, and you know I will I mean? say on one team that I joined, there were some ways that they had to do that exact process when I joined. Cause they're like, Oh, <laughs> right. Cause it was yeah. like institutional knowledge know. and like either it's hopping automatically without anybody thinking about it mm-hmm. or now that someone's new, they have to like reassess what their swim lanes are. Right. Yeah. And yeah. so all these, those things had, were forced to become clear. And I think as a team member, I also proactively encouraged that because of my role on the team. So I was like, well, how are we doing that? Yeah. And I think so from your, from where you're sitting, Terry, as the exec admin, I love this approach of like asking for an SOP from that team or, you know, helping helping them them build one. Yeah. Whereas if you're on the ground in a team like this, if you're listening, you're like, oh, that's my team. Uh You can do the same thing just from where you're sitting. Yeah. You can force the question in this, in a similar way by simply a asking questions or b saying like, 
I only work off SOPs. Right. <laughs> like just, just make and your this, own and say like, I'm ha- I have questions about how this works. This becomes an agenda item in your one-on-one and your status. Oh, that's good. Especially if you're using a project as a case study, like, Hey, so I've done this part of this project. I'm not sure who to deliver it to next. That's a status conversation. Mm-hmm. The way I'd approach it in a one-on-one is like, Hey, I'm, I'm really struggling the last couple of months of really feeling like I've delivered something and I, I need to maybe know like who's supposed to run the ball down the field next. That's great. Cause like, I feel like I'm taking things too far maybe, or I'm not going far enough to, to make a successful handoff to the next team. Mm-hmm. How, how do you manager suggest I solve that? Right. And force them to think through like, Oh, point A to point B to point C to point like leg bones connected to your thigh. Bones connected. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like some people are not systems thinkers. They're not mm-hmm. process thinkers. You and I both are, which is very nice for our lives. Yeah. yeah, right? yeah. But all you have to do is raise the question and ask them to think about it. Yeah, totally. I, I will also say like as, as a tiny red flag, if people throughout this exercise, Terry are describing people rather than positions, that's a problem. Interesting. Yeah. So if you say like, Oh, I always deliver this to Heidi and Heidi does blah, 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 blah with it. Okay. Hi, evaluate who Heidi is. Has Heidi been at the company for 25 years and just knows people, mm. right? That's not a system. That's a person with all the knowledge. And as soon as Heidi goes out of town, it's probably not her job work's going to stop. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, and at every, I've every organization I've ever been in, there's someone like that. Like, oh, we keep her around because she just knows all the things. Okay. Well, it's time to get an SOP out of her head and onto something that's like scalable, actionable, repeatable, Right. That's mm-hmm. how, and like unsiloed. That's how you get a team that's working. <laughs> totally. Because like if Heidi goes away, all work and all institutional knowledge will stop, and then your business is at risk. I know, scary. <sighs> I hate it. I just got the chills. Uh, <laughs> you should have. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Terry, I think you're really in the best position to to help this team get their shit together. <laughs> <laughs> I think they're lucky to have you. Yeah, truly. So, um, can you forward? their SOP to us. Yeah, right. I need an I love this shit. I need yeah. an orchard after this. <laughs> and any stories you've got, we yeah. will also take. <laughs> I need the hot goss in my inbox <laughs> right now. Um, but yeah, like you're, I, I love that you're very observant and that you're like so caring and compassionate for your team. And like, they are truly lucky to have you. And, and I think going through this SOP exercise is going to help just clarify like, okay, teams where work stops, teams where work may be infinitely better. Those are the ones I need to focus on and let's help them by just clarifying and documenting like what is the process <laughs> from role to role, not person to person. Got a question for Ask Your Workwife? Record your question and email the recording to help at askyourworkwife.com. Include your name, your city if you want, and whatever context might be useful for us to know. And don't forget to start with, hey, workwives. I like mistyped your name and it had like a J at the beginning somehow. Okay. Vanessa. And it reminded me of a vendor who like, I'm always just like the, we're the people who solve problems between the, like not problems, but like we're, we're, we're the people she's in charge and I'm in charge. That's how it is. She's in charge over there and I'm in charge over here. Somehow every Friday afternoon, some shit has hit the fan and I have to do something and I have to get on the phone with her for a random huddle on a Friday afternoon. Like we love each other. It's great. But like we're out here solving other people's problems. Yeah. Today. Why? Yeah. Like, what like are you guys, you all should have shut your laptops at noon and get the fuck out of my way. Leave me alone. Totally. So <laughs> every once in a while, I was like, send our private slacks, just like, 
you're the best. Thank you for putting up with us. We appreciate you. You're golden. Uh, we love you. And uh, like, blah, blah, blah. And she, like the other day, she's like, j'adore, j'obsessed. <laughs> j'adore, j'obsessed. <laughs> Jovanessa. <laughs> Jovanessa. Thank you. Thank you for connecting the dot. That Anytime, I, I got you. <laughs> you do. You really, really do. J'adore, j'obsessed. <laughs> Jovanessa. <laughs>